Howdy, everyone. Welcome to an impromptu episode of uh, Unsafe Space. And I am joined not only by Carrie, but also by one of our internal uh, volunteers. Actually, I don't know what I what, do you want it to was be a, called by your a, handle or your name? How, what do you how do you want to be referred to? Jason, okay. Most of you Jason's probably guy. know me as social media Most guy. Probably Fair enough. Social media guy. So Jason's well, the reason Jason's here, one of the reasons Jason's here is he is uh in DC right now and we just wanted to talk Carrie actually called me and said, "Let's talk about this DC stuff." So sorry it took us a little while to get going, but here we are. Um Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think first of all, everyone's tensions are running very high, and heads and are very, heads hot, are very hot, hot online, online especially. especially. And, and uh, I say that because say mine that was, because mine was, and I also and a lot of people also people replying to me. Theirs clearly was. But there were a couple of just things I wanted to talk about that. That I, I'm having a frustration with people who can't see a broad picture. Like online, there seems to be this, of course, this very predictable narrative emerging, which is that because the Trump supporters have stormed the Capitol, the narrative coming from the media and from the left is Trump needs to be impeached tomorrow because he instigated this, which he did not, first of all. Um, but that he um, instigated that he this instigated and that this, this is, that these, this are violent, is these are violent uh, terrorists, domestic terrorists, and uh, we need law and order. And that this is white supremacy. That's something else I'm seeing. There's a narrative saying, coming out saying, uh, what if these protesters were black? And Brene Brown, Brene Brown, you know, the self-help guru tweeted something I thought was just so reckless. Everyone's got these hot takes right now. And her hot take was, you know, what if these protesters were black? This is white supremacy. Um, and I, I just think that stuff is so pernicious and it's so dishonest. And and there are guess what? There are black protesters there. There are black protesters there. This is not a race issue. And trying to make it one, it it's like that quote we've talked about before about um these really cynical, craven politicians who say things you know the Rahm Emanuel quote let no crisis go to waste I look at Brené Brown's tweet and I'm thinking yeah of course let no crisis go to waste let no horrible you know uh, uh, chaos and situation that's unfolding let's not let this go to waste let's use it to push this racism let's use it to push this racial divide and more polarization that's what she's doing um and lying and trying to pretend like this is about white people storming a capital. It's not. I, that that stuff just off the bat, that was my first thought, Carter. Is I was just I was just watching this narrative unfold. And my other thought was, where are all the social justice warriors who have been condoning violence and rioting for four years? Where's the legacy media? Where are the Democratic politicians who've been condoning this behavior for four years? Where are you now? Where are those of you who like to take Martin Luther King's quote, um, the riot is the voice of the unheard? Those of you who like to take that out of context and use it to try and justify rioting when it's by people you agree with ideologically, when it's by BLM and Antifa and the left, 
Those of you who want to take that quote and use it to justify violence, where are you now? Are you going to take that quote out of context again and use it to justify this? I don't think you're going to do that. <laughs> because that quote, that quote was not about justifying. Martin Luther King didn't say that in order to justify violence or try to advocate for it. He said that to try to explain it. It's the difference between descriptive language and prescriptive language. He's describing something. And you can use that quote to describe the violence and the riots that we've seen over the unfolding in the past four years. And you can also use it to describe and explain the violence we're seeing today and the storming of the Capitol we're seeing today. But it just doesn't justify either. Um, I guess I'm just I'm just sick to hear with the hypocrisy. And I wanted to talk to you about it. And I was like, well, I'm sure people in our audience are probably having a lot of these same um, mixed reactions to what's going on and wondering where things are headed. And so I thought, why don't we just talk about it with them? But that's where I'm at right now, Carter and Jason. Hello. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot's happened. A lot's happened today, right? I mean, uh, first of all, the, by the way, they, they say I have no, a bad echo. Uh, okay. First of all, um, Look, the Democrats did win the Senate, it looks like, right? So uh, I think a lot of um, people on, I'll just say the non-left, uh, are pretty scared about what this social justice Biden-Harris presidency is going to look like because they may be able to shove things through, legislation through now because the Democrats control the Senate. Um, but you know, regarding this kind of thing, the 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 riots i mean i again this is this is going to be descriptive not proscriptive language but this is uh this is what you expect um when you have a uh, for lack of a better word i'll just say the cathedral but i mean the uh the left the universities that are complicit uh and and allied with them and the mainstream media that's allied with them and the entire bureaucracy and establishment that's allied with them and pushing the same narrative when you have an establishment like that when you have the cathedral of those actors who have dismissed out of hand the concerns of half of the population half of the voting population about election fraud now look i'm not you know me i'm not a big fan of democracy anyway so like I, I don't get super jazzed about election fraud, but a lot of people are, you know, they have they they trust the democratic system. Uh, it's it's what we're, you know, built on at least re, as a republic, at least. But voting is part of a, an essential part of the American construction, the construction of the constitution and and how we run our country. And when they bring forth concerns, now not all of their concerns were valid, but there was reason to <coughs> investigate many of them. There was some evidence, and. The smart thing to do, the unifying thing to do, Biden, right? He calls himself the unifier. He's, I'm going to be the unifier, right? The unifying thing to do is to take those concerns seriously and to say, okay, well, look, I don't think it's going to change the outcome. I don't think it was a big deal, but you know what? Let's open up this investigation. Let's take a look. Let's take these claims seriously. Let's really make sure that there wasn't voter fraud, that there wasn't massive suppression, that there wasn't, um, you know, we don't know, as Scott Adams pointed out, there's a lot of, there's a lack of transparency in a lot of cases. Yes, that might have made the process be a little bit more drawn out, but you would have ended up with the people on the losing side feeling like that at least they had been heard and there was some legitimacy to the process and 
if it didn't go their way, at least there was a process and an an open public investigation and examination of the evidence. Instead, every time anyone talked about it, you uh, you had YouTube banning and Twitter banning it. You had the mainstream media saying there was zero evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. It was dismissed out of hand. And what that does is it makes people feel like the process is not trustworthy, regardless of whether their claims were valid or not. They weren't taken seriously at all. And so in their defense, not that I'm def- I don't I do not support storming the White House or storming the Capitol building. I mean, um, because, you know, I, I would rather you just secede, <coughs> Texas, uh, get on with it. You know, don't don't bother with Washington. But that's why you have that. You have that reaction because they no longer trust they no longer trust the system and they should not trust the system because the system has given them uh, – there is ample evidence that the people in control of the system do not care to try and take an objective, fair perspective and do not want the truth. So, OK, they don't trust the system. My, my response is how sh- – why should they? Why should they trust the system? You've given them no reason to trust the system. And so – you know, do I think it would have changed the outcome of the election? Probably not, but it might have. And the fact is, what what hurts more than the fraud or uncovering it or whatever is the is the the brazen uh, thumbing the nose at the idea that there's fraud. The brazen unwillingness to even bother deigning the allegations with an investigation or taking anything seriously. That. That is one of the most destructive things you can do to the faith in the state that people have. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised by this at yeah. all. So I would like to address the uh, the Senate yep. race. Uh, last night at about – You have a echo and so do I. I'm sorry. You uh, have an echo. You're hearing an echo or other people yeah. are hearing his echo? Yeah. Now I'm hearing an echo but only off right. of me. I'm hearing it off. I want to fix it for you two guys. I want to know from the stream if it's in if it's being transmitted on YouTube. I need to know. Uh, It might just be for you two guys. So I'm going to change something about this. This is good practice for our live stream with Gary later with the new software. (laughs) Thank you guys. You guys still have an echo when you're talking on Skype now. Uh, I don't hear one. Uh, I don't have one. No. Good. Awesome. All right. Looks like we're good. Okay, so <clears throat> we saw the exact same thing with the Senate runoff last night as we did in the 2020 election at large. They stopped counting at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. Everybody went home, and then in the middle of the night, there's a giant vote spike at 3 a.m., and surprise, Democrats win. And none of since none of the allegations from the the 2020 election at large had been investigated. Everybody thinks, in, including me, uh, you know, so I have my bias there, but everybody thinks that there is more of the same happening. They don't even trust – they don't trust the system because nothing, as Carter has said, has been addressed. And when it comes to the Capitol today, I don't personally think that the violence today is warranted. I think that the violence tomorrow might be, and I think what do you, what that. What do you mean by that? <clears throat> what do you mean? Because violence is supposed to be the last option. Violence is not never an option, but it is the last option. 
Today they were in the process of doing uh, perhaps the final constitutional check and balance, right? They were in the middle of the deliberation process. The House and Senate had had raised an objection. They had withdrawn to deliberate over Arizona, and in the middle of that, the Capitol yeah. got breached. So I think I, – as I personally said, the most important thing is getting the objections on record. Now what is our side has <clears> – <throat> has prevented the objections from going on record. Now, there's evidence to indicate that Black Lives Matter, Antifa, have infiltrated it. Uh, I was telling Carter and Kerry just before, and I've tweeted this out, that um, there's a guy that took that was taking part in the Arizona Black Lives Matter stuff in June that is present among those who have breached the Senate. And he was portrayed so, by the media as there may one be of the s- Trump-supporting right-wingers. Correct, but he has very distinctive tattoos and a very distinctive hat. It is it is one hundred percent him. It's the guy in the horn hat. It's the Viking guy. Yes. <clears throat> well, okay. Well, there's a lot that you just said there, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. You don't have to apologize. I'm just. Uh, I want to. I first of all, I don't necessarily agree, and we can talk more about this. But I don't necessarily agree about violence being justified tomorrow. I don't agree with that, but uh, let's talk about this, the uh, false flag thing for a second. Absolutely, I believe there are Antifa and BLM people. There are leftist agitators who are posing as Trump supporters who, who are pushing this along. Absolutely. There's probably FBI agents posing as Trump supporters pushing this along. Um, but I also believe it's it's not one or the other. There's also no, Trump people absolutely. there. Yeah, there's also Trump people there pushing this along. And I know this because I see Trump people online justifying it and celebrating it. So there's obviously Trump people in the crowd justifying it or who are engaging in it. I mean, I think it's naive, just not that you were saying this, Jason, but for anybody who any of the takes I've seen online where people are saying this is just Trump supporters, there's no uh, uh, saboteurs, instigators there, uh, those people are wrong. Of course there are. And the people who are saying, well, it's just BLM and Antifa. Well, those right. people are wrong too. <laughs> it's both. Um so that's that's one thing, but I I guess I'm not understanding. Carter, did you understand what he was saying about tomorrow? Well, and yeah, and I think there the is difference a difference regardless of whether you tomorrow. think, regardless of where you whether you think violence is is justified. I think I get what you're saying, Jason, which is that uh, if it's if it's a if it's going to be justified, it should be only as a last resort. You need to let the process play out, and the process hasn't finished playing out yet. So right. if you're going to say, well. We tried everything and this is our last resort. You can't say that today. You could say that after they've tried everything, after the Senate and the House uh, completed their certification and everything went through. Then you could maybe potentially make the argument for that. But you can't make the argument by interrupting the very thing that is the safeguard process that's supposed to be happening right now. Um, So – and you know, I just want to clarify that I think it's misguided – to even in that case, even in the case where um, the, the process, you know, you completely don't trust the process, you you totally think the election was stolen. It's gone through all of the, all the, you know, they've gone through all the the, the legal processes. The electoral college votes have been certified. All of that is done. My response to that would be to say, 
if you're a state that believe if you're in a state that believes that the union is no longer legitimate, you need to push for secession. Storming the Capitol yes. is not a just even even just from a practical perspective, storming the Capitol is not going to get you anywhere. Now, I want to address also um, why I think it's mostly uh, as far as the violence that is there at the Capitol. The Capitol is a pretty large building, but there are a hundred thousand. Trump supporters, uh, and I, I can bring up a photo at some point if you want, want to see this, but there are 100,000 Trump supporters outside the Capitol right now, and we've seen perhaps a few dozen people that have entered the Capitol. I think most Trump supporters recognize that for the con- for the protest to be legitimate, it has to be a peaceful protest. I think well, that that if it was a true riot – if it was 100,000 people rioting, it would be a very different scene. Well, yeah, it's not most people. I agree. And But we we live in this place of a, a complete double standard. And, and I'm going to talk about the media here for a second because some of the other reactions I've seen online that I thought were just the worst, most dishonest takes came from me are coming from media figures. Rachel Maddow tweeted, you know, let's tell me again about law and order, what she said. I'm like, no, Rachel, why don't you tell us about law and order? You haven't been telling us about law and order for four years. This is your fault. You have a part in this. You have a part in this. The media has a huge part yeah, in although this. Although I don't. You can't condone. Do you condone, think that they're only doing no, this you because can't. the media condoned it for the BLM protests? Because. No, I no, I don't. But I think you're I think you're deluding yourself and you're moronic. Even if you're not a moron, you are being moronic if you're pretending like that things haven't escalated to this point in part because the media has carried water for violence and for rioting and for people taking in the streets and taking things in their own hands and and disregarding law and order. She's been on board. Acosta, they've all been on board with with what we've seen the past four years. They've also, by the way, been on board with delegitimizing the election results right. of Trump. And you think you think that you can do that? You think you can delegitimize the election of a president and that you can spend four years condoning rioting and violence and then and then you're not gonna see it happen you're not gonna see it escalate and come back to bite you in the ass when it's it's someone you don't agree with ideologically? That this is these are the fruits of being a hypocrite. These are the fruits of being hypocritical. These are the fruits of a media that lies to us and tells us, hey, all this rioting is just peaceful protesting. Hey, they're just creating an autonomous zone, guys. Well, guess what? Look at the Capitol. Now you have people on the right who are saying, how is this different? Right, of course. But, but people we on the know right that- are saying, how this is peaceful protesting. This They're creating an autonomous zone at the Capitol. Right, but we, but we know that the media – we know that they're just – they just use – they don't – they're not making arguments. They're just using words to get people to agree with them. They're not – they don't – saying that the media is hypocritical, I, I don't I, – I, I totally agree with you. They are hypocritical. But we should not expect anything other than hypocrisy because the 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 philosophy underlying the radical leftists does not care about truth. They don't 
care. They don't care about hypocrisy. They don't care about truth. They want a radical leftist revolution and whatever they need to say to get that revolution works. So that's why I'm saying like I'm I'm not necessarily surprised by this. I totally agree with you. They're being hypocrites. But, um, you know, I the so, uh, some people in chat are saying like secession's not the way to go. If you've lost, you know, secession means you've lost faith in the United States, United States. Yes. If you've lost faith in the voting process, then you've lost faith in the United States. That's what I'm saying. If you've decided that you do not trust the presidential election, then I don't know what what faith do you have left in America that like you're not trusting the process anymore. So withdrawing from the process, I mean, the, the, the Constitution is a an agreement between states. So your state doesn't need to be a party to it. You can leave. I mean, that might cause a war, but uh, some, you know, that's the path out of this, right? It's not to have a few hundred people randomly storm the Capitol building to interrupt a process. Like, that's not helpful. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it, it has happened. Where does the blame lie? And, and what I'm seeing online is a, a narrative which of course yes is predictable but i'm pointing it out because leftists do occasionally watch our show if there are leftists watching our show and i was talking to some of them on twitter and some of them i respect i was talking to J- jangles on twitter who i respect they're so myopic i can't believe they fall for this crap mm-hmm. they're like oh this is happening because of trump this is happening because of the right wing no you fools you're fools this is not a right left thing one of them, I think, thought he was trying to back me into a corner and he asked me, you know, if this is not the fault of Trump and, and right wing people, then then please tell us whose fault it is. I'm like, thank you. I was going to take your question in good faith. <laughs> I'm going to take your question in good faith. Yeah. The fault is yours. The fault is yours. The fault is the media's. The fault is is a political and media elite that have selling us a lie that this is that that <laughs> selling us this right left lie that this guy's problem that I'm talking to I'm not talking about right. jangles now I'm talking about the other guy but his problem is that he does see this as a right left thing it's so myopic right. if you're looking at this and you're like well the left this and the right this the left this and the right left you're not even looking at reality you've got this blinders on right you can't even see what this is this isn't about right left you're still trying to argue about right left what's wrong with you Look at where we're heading. Look at where we're at and where we've come from. Like, we are here because we have a media elite and a political elite that have have sold us this right-left bullshit that you believe and have sold us this, like Brené Brown is doing, they're selling us this racial division bullshit. They're creating and selling us these the division. They are creating the very division they're selling us. They're amplifying it. Why? Because it's a, it's a distraction from what's really going on. And meanwhile, they're taking our tax dollars and they're using it for corporate bailouts and they're using it to fund wars. And and taxpayers, all of us collectively, the little people, people not in the elite, are screwed because we're so focused on, well, the right did this and the left did this. It's Who cares? It's not a right-left thing. You morons. I mean, Carrie, <laughs> thank you. Welcome to the club, Carrie. It took... Did it take me two years to get you here? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you. I have nothing more to add. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. But I can't, I just, I just, you're smart people. You're smart people. Some of the folks I'm talking to, you're smart. 
why do you insist on seeing this in this narrow little they, they want you to see this as some left right thing because why well then what's going to come next what's going to come next from this by the way we're going to see something similar to the Patriot Act, probably whatever they want, whatever authoritarian measures they want to to enforce after this, whatever the Biden administration wants to do. And I don't care that the, it, it, Biden is a Democrat. It doesn't matter. The point is the next administration, you know, George W. Bush did the Patriot Act. The next administration is going to do something similar and they're going to force it through because yeah, of this, this will absolutely and enable the things are going to get worse because to crack down. Yes, yes, and it's going to escalate. And your stupid insistence on clinging to left, right, you're just going to keep pushing it along. You're playing the game. You're playing their stupid game. We are not on the opposite side, Jangles, if you're I watching. love, by the way, someone asked if you'll be an anarchist soon. Uh, <laughs> give me more time. I, I almost have her to libertarian. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to get carried to full anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> I just see I just see like the lowest IQ responses some former friend of mine in entertainment who still followed me on Twitter I guess she doesn't after today she tweeted something stupid about you know if you support Trump you support white supremacy and and, and anarchy and I, I can't remember right. it was something so dumb A bunch of scare words. so dumb mm-hmm. yeah it's so dumb <laughs> Like, think outside of this, like, narrow – you've got horse blinders on. Like, I, what a farm animal you. you are. They can just lead you around the trough in the way they want to because you're so – oh, left, let me follow the left-right carrot. Oh, it's the right doing this. Oh, it's the left. Oh, you, And if I don't agree with you, then they automatically think I'm saying this is the left's fault. I'm not saying this is the left's right. fault. Well, it, I mean, look, I think – I. On one, in one sense, I can say it is the left's fault in the sense of – so this is not, not me totally disagreeing with you, but uh, I this is part of a larger strategy, and I don't mean that in the conspiratorial, like guys sitting around a smoke-filled room planning decades of stuff, but I, I do mean it in the sense of um, a kind of evolved conspiracy based on ideology, like a, a natural outgrowth of ideology when you have ideology that is inimical to the individualism upon which the United States was built and you've got and you've and that ideology has metastasized into universities and pushed its way out over a period of decades um part of that strategy i mean you know this was known even the soviets knew about this part of the strategy to implement the anti i'll just call it rather than marxist ideology I'll just call it anti-american I, part of the part of the strategy there is to distract people with wars and the soviet union tried it with a uh, race war they tried to gin up race wars um but any kind of divisive wars that you can have between people in the population um to get them fighting in different factions um left right is fine uh by race is fine, by gender is fine. All of that division distracts the populace from the real thing, yes. which is the the yes. ever expanding power of the state. And if you look at, you know, Republicans are are just as good, if not better, sometimes at expanding the power of the state than the left is. They just they they talk 
they talk like they care about uh, reducing the government, but they never do. Um, so I, that distraction, I actually think, is kind of an outgrowth of an attack on Enlightenment values. So in that sense, it's the left's fault, but not the left by the terminology that we're kind of using colloquially today. Does that make sense? Right, right. And and don't get me wrong. I am saying, I mean, I already said it, Democratic politicians, if, if we want to talk about the more recent roots of this, the more recent ones, yes, in the past four years, yes, there's a hefty amount of blame to go around specifically to the left, to the politicians on the left who condoned Antifa violence, people like Joe Biden, who said it's just an idea. Um, you know, Keith Ellison has the Antifa handbook in a in a selfie you know, the the media, Don Lemon, all these people carrying water and, and saying some punches are different from others, guys. Some violence is different. It's okay. So, so yes, there's a, a huge heap of blame to go on leftist media, the legacy media, on leftist politicians in recent years. But but I agree with you. It's also on the right. Like, hear what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not in your stupid left-right binary where one side does only good and one side does only bad. I think the whole side well, thing is stupid sides. anyway. It's authoritarianism versus individualism yeah. or collectivism versus individualism. Those are the two sides. Yes. There are two sides, actually, um, but they're not yes. the two sides they're telling you about. Yes. Yes, exactly. And the authoritarians have have roundly, resoundedly taken over the the Democrats at this point. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I am sorry. Wait, why are you why are you got apologizing? A bit heated. Poor Chris. Chris oh, there that's like, a great rant. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Tell us what's happening in DC. Did you go to the protest today? I went. I went yesterday. Um, I did not go today. Uh, technical difficulties with my he, alarm. He clock. overslept. That's Steve. a fancy <laughs> yes. fancy term for I overslept. Yes. <laughs> um, and by the time that I woke up. Uh, there was already some skirmishes happening. I was like, it's just not, yeah. not worth it. <clears throat> um, but I have been following it very, very closely. And there has been a ton of, <sighs> there has been a ton of good things that have come out of it. As far as just eyes on it, it could have been a really good event. And this stupid violence has caused massive, a mouse, massive souring even amongst uh, any of the Republican leadership on anything that anybody has to say. Now, hopefully, when Congress reconvenes, they will uh, they will resume going over objections. But I don't think that's going to happen now. And I don't. And I think the primary uh, obje- the primary objective of this protest will not be met. And that primary objective is not about getting Trump elected. It's about getting the grievance and the evidence for those grievances on the record because that hadn't happened until this point. This was the this was the hour to do that, and it's been blown, whether that's by bad faith actors or Trump supporters or some combination of both, which is more likely. None of it matters anymore. Yeah. Did you see that Trump told people to just go home? He, he I did see a video right before we started where he he came out and said, yeah, they stole the election. Now go home and be peaceful. Um, well, somebody in the chat, I don't know if this is true because I just saw there's a lot of people in the chat. Hello, guys. <laughs> uh, somebody 
said that they YouTube took his video down of telling people to be pay- they peaceful. Took the be peaceful video. I don't know if that's that's what someone said. I huh. I can't. I saw a lot of Trump re- supporters reacting repeating. negatively to that video because they were like, "What well, <laughs> you? They stole the election. Now go home peacefully." Like WTF? That was the kind of the the general response. Um, but. I don't know. I think I think you're right. Maybe about secession. I, look, I don't like that. Look, I, I mean, there's <laughs> yes. other other options probably other than secession. I just you know, you could. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure what you do. I don't. I don't know that you would like storming the Capitol. It, it, it doesn't accomplish anything. It's not like a strategically. It's like a military act that's going to accomplish anything. So. That's not going to do anything. It does. It will be used by the Biden administration to justify um, increased, yeah, increased Political infringement on liberty uh, and and persecution uh, of. I won't even call those. I don't believe Trump supporters are on the right. I don't. I don't think actually. I think that's one of the things that's disruptive about Trump. He's not. He doesn't fall into the left right dichotomy. He falls more into like a populist versus elitist dichotomy. He's not an individualist, but he is kind yes, of a pro-America populist. And I think uh, people understand that at a gut level. And that's why you have, you know, lots of different yeah. kind of people supporting Trump. But <sighs> yeah, and that's that's why you see, again, everything that the, the mainstream narrative that they're pushing, this BS narrative they're pushing that this is about white supremacy. Right. Nonsense. And that's dangerous right. nonsense, divisive, dangerous nonsense, the, that this is a right-left thing. Nonsense. Distracting nonsense. Distracting nonsense that keeps people fighting about meaningless shit. Um, and then the lie that he's somehow, that his, all of his supporters are right-wing. No. We've been doing this show for, what, two years? You and I both know and have seen I have friends, people in our audience, liberals and progressives, by the way, not just liberals. I know progressives who voted for Trump this time. (laughs) You can't paint this as a crowd of what they want to do, which is angry, white supremacist people Mm -hmm. all on the right wing. That's not what this is. It's good for Um, collapsitarians because I think it it does accelerate the collapse. Uh which, you know, I know people call me cynical, but I think is inevitable at this point. So, um, <laughs> Michael Malice is, yeah, loving today. I mean, well, actually, <laughs> thanks for bringing him up because when we were talking about the left right divide, I mean, one of my favorite quotes of his is conservatives are progressives driving the speed limit. Um, and that kind of tells you everything that you need to know about the left right divide. Uh, and it's accurate. Um, that's, that's, it's very, very accurate. Uh, so, you know, someone says Carter secession is not likely to be good for people like you and me, atheist libertarian. If there's a split, it's likely to result in two bad options, a theocratic right wing leaning state. And no, I don't think so. I don't think there is a huge theocratic right. There are people on the right who will probably have some laws that I disagree with, but are generally more freedom and liberty minded. Um, but I don't think would end up in this isn't like Pat Robertson's 700 club you know, nation. I don't think that's, I think that the, that radical right wing religiosity for lack of a better word is, um, is, is really 
a figment of the immediate imagination to a large extent. It existed more in the 80s with the moral majority stuff, but it doesn't – there is no giant Westboro Baptist Church movement anymore. So I'm less afraid of Christians. I mean most Christians I know uh, – now granted, uh, you know, that's my own <laughs> biased sample set. But like look, m- most Christians I know are – you know, they don't – they might be opposed to, you know, legalization of drugs and some other stuff that I think as a uh, as a liberty-minded person uh, should should be true. But, you know – Okay, uh, they at least would bring back an America closer to the, you know, the the founding fathers envision uh, or vision for America, which is you know that's a step in the right direction. I'll take that over the left. I mean, look at California. You see it on the state level all the time. California is uh, falling apart. People are leaving. They're in debt. They're just trying to raise taxes to fix sure. all their problems. They're really trying to implement socialism, and it's failing. And it takes a long time, but it fails. And so you've got the Californians and then you've got kind of regular people who just kind of want to be mostly left alone. Uh, I I do think that's kind of where the divide is. And unfortunately, it's not on state lines. It's cities versus non-cities for the large, for the most part. Oh, someone says tear gas is being I, used, by the way. Well, yeah. Um, well, silver lining. I did see someone in chat said that Bitcoin is now scrapping. I think it hit up. A new all-time high today, over thirty-six k. Really? Wait, I have to go look at my Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know Peter Schiff does not. Actually, yeah. someone was mentioning this. Peter Schiff does not like Bitcoin. It is wow, thirty-six one forty-one. Uh, I agree with Peter Schiff's long-term assessment of Bitcoin. Uh, however, I think in the short term, yeah. I'm I'm actually quite bullish on Bitcoin in the short term. Uh, long term, I agree. It's uh. Ultimately, not what's going to survive, but, yeah. Um, Someone in chat, I know it's moving real fast. Someone, Alex, says, I hate you so much. I hate so much you people never give specifics and just talk in a high-minded way. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I'm talking to you about one specific thing in the news today. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay. Um, We're very high-minded anyway, here I, we, on we, unsafe space. <laughs> Sorry, you can't keep up. I didn't. I didn't feel very high-minded today. Uh, I am talking about having a broad vision, being able to see beyond some horse right. And if you got those left-right horse blinders on, then yeah, that probably sounds highfalutin, high-minded, or something. I guess, but. <laughs> yeah. um, Let's see. Okay, we we have to keep this short. Anyway, guys, I, we, we had do, to do this. We have because Gary later. We have Gary, and we're about to go live with Gary from Nerdrotic in forty five minutes. And honestly, if we didn't do this, I would have. This would have come out on the stream with him, and it would have been so inappropriate. <laughs> I needed to do it with you, Carter. It's fine. And I loved and, your rant. I think there's clips in there. It was great. Uh, so I appreciate it, well, Carrie. And everybody, yes. I think everybody's feeling this way right now. I think everybody, even people on the left, I think are very. Hey, look, we may they may have a completely, in my opinion, very ridiculous, dumb, narrow-minded uh, 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 perspective of what's happening right now, manipulated perspective on what's happening right now. But what we share in common at this moment is we're both emotions are running high. 
And I think probably giving them the benefit of the doubt, they're feeling distraught about what's happening now, too, hopefully. I think there are people on both quote-unquote sides um, who are gleeful about this kind of stuff. And I think um, that the leftists don't mind being lied to if it conforms to their biases. Uh, I, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I personally, if I find out something is a, is a lie, even if it can, even if it feeds my biases, I like, well, that's not right. That's not the truth. Uh, I, I think that it's a, that it's a big distinction between like the people that support the establishment and the people that don't is that they don't mind the little white lies. Yeah. Well, again, um, the left is not about objective yeah. reality. They're not about truth. Um, their truth is, uh, again, truth is a social construct. It has the postmodern influence in it. So uh, they're about political ends. Political ends are the the holy grail. And any method for obtaining the political ends that they want, which, by the way, are Marxist uh, ends, um, any method is valid. And so that's why they don't respond to, like, we caught you in this hypocritical thing or you said that, but blah, blah, blah. Like they don't – this was a lie. They don't care. They don't yeah. care. They don't care. Yeah. Hey, so just uh, before we close, Carter, Alex, who hates us for being high-minded, uh, he clarified – and maybe you can answer yeah. this for him. He says uh, – so it was specifically on saying that we should bring bring us back closer to the founder's direction. Like what oh, does that it means, mean? Yeah. Like – Sure. It means – uh, a government based on – and by the way, I'm saying this as, as someone who uh, is an anarcho-capitalist, so eventually I don't, I don't even want a government, but I think it's a, a long road to get to that. Um, the, but the founding fathers, uh, the, the philosophy behind it, and it wasn't perfectly implemented, so I'm not talking about things like slavery, obviously. Um, but uh, the founding fathers tried to build a nation whose – purpose was the protection of individual rights. It tried to build a nation where the people had the liberty to do what they wanted and actually the states as well and that the federal government was very weak in terms of power, a very weak, weak, weak federal government with very little power to do anything. Um, And what has happened instead is we have become a a government that has – uses any kind of – public good justification or anything else that we possibly can to justify infringing on on people's uh, individual rights. And so uh, it wasn't perfect from the beginning. It wasn't implemented perfectly, not just slavery, but many other things. It was never, I'm never, it was never perfect and I'm not claiming that, but the intent was there and it was um, unique in history as uh, a government which was one of the least invasive, right? And, and it was one of the most free countries, because that was kind of the goal and the attitude. And so that's that's what I mean. Uh, I mean, value, fundamentally, I mean, if you want to get into philosophy, fundamentally, you have to make a choice in, in political ethics about collectivism versus individualism. You have to decide, does the, is the individual mm-hmm. primary over the collective or does the collective have power over the individual? And the United States was an attempt, not a great attempt, but one of the first attempts to say the individual has primacy over the collective, the individual uh, matters. And that's the opposite of where we are now. So that's what I mean. I hope that's a little bit more clear. Uh, 
we can talk about it another time if you want more clarity, but that's as much as I can do in the next, you know, on this show right now. <clears throat> Should we go now? <laughs> no, sorry about that. My, uh, I got, I got delivered a package for, um, my, my neighbor had a package delivered here by mistake and I had to go give it to her. Anyway, life continues, right? Life goes on. <laughs> so, um, I will see you guys and I will see you Carter in yes. about 45 minutes. Uh, even less. So uh, we'll be back with Gary from Nordrotic <laughs> and, um, have a good one, everyone. All right. Thanks for tuning, <laughs> Thanks for everyone. Joining, Jason. Yes. I'm- Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Any association with these individuals will result in placement on the naughty list and a lump of coal. Here's a fun fact. Failing to leave cookies for Santa Claus is now considered a form of fat shaming. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Did you know that distributing presents using a magical sled is unlawful without a valid license and may be subject to taxation? Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.